Hey, testing. Is this thing on? Yes, it is on because it's my microphone. Welcome back to philosophy and most importantly, welcome back to the Unknown Quarter, episode 11. Double ones. Joined by Tobler. Tend to be someone else. No. Oh, there could be, but we don't have enough good people that know I mean, about sports yet. I mean, I love it here. Please don't shoot me. <laughs> you have 20 more episodes and your family is free. <laughs> and then on to today's point. Today's point. So we're still on the footballs, and I, I kind of... I, I snuck this in last episode that there was a situation to, to that we were going to cover in the future. Fetish? Um... Athlete's foot? foot on balls. Yeah. What I do in my own spare time is my own goddamn business. <laughs> so I like to see muscular men slam against each other for a couple of hours on Sundays, and then that's my thing. <laughs> this is 2020. We don't we don't judge people anymore. True. For anything. So we're go this is our oldest one to date. So far, and I hope to have older ones in the future, because the further back you go, the more weird shit happens in any sport. So for football, this was 1921, so we're almost at 100 years, not quite, but almost. Uh, in 1921, the American Professional Football Association was in its second season. Uh, and then they realized that that name kind of sucked, so in next season, they would become the NFL. But we're the <gasps> APFA. Is this the origin story? No. Damn it. No. Although, interesting, a lot of these teams existed way before the NFL. Like the Cardinals, for the, the Arizona Cardinals, they were once the Chicago Cardinals, and they, they, they were founded like 1898. So, like, they're old as fuck, you know? But Damn. And they existed far before the NFL did. And they, and they played for, like, intermittent championships and stuff, but uh, you know, like like the the one team we're talking about, Buffalo. They had the the New York Championship or whatever, and they played other New York teams for it. I, it sounds kind of weird, but uh, there was no league, so you just played games with anybody, anybody who wanted to play. <laughs> so the Buffalo All Americans, uh, were who were also known as the. Uh, Buffalo All-Stars, the Buffalo Niagara's, the Buffalo Prospects. Um, and after they were the All-Americans, they were the Bisons, the Rangers, and the Bisons again. And they only existed from 1915 to 1929. They had that many names. Hmm. It's just so hard to pick a good f name for your football team. Well, that's why there's probably no new ones. Oh. Uh, it's it's kind of easy. I guess they just went, well, fuck it. We're all Americans, so let's call ourselves the All-Americans. Ha-ha! I don't know why they called themselves that. Um, That's dumb. It might, it might have been that very specific reason. Um, but they had an 8-0-2 record. Uh, so eight wins, zero losses, two ties. Or, yeah. Uh, and looked to be league champions. champions. Um... The runner-up were the Chicago Staley's, who were known as the Staley's at the time. Of course, they're the Bears today, and they were the Bears in last week's episode. But this this episode sold. They're the Staley's, and they were named the Staley's because of the company that sponsored them, which was a, a company called Staley. They did like uh, shipping and whatnot, stuff like that. Um, 
That was back, and that's why the, the name Green Bay Packers. Exploration. That's why the Packers have their name because they got their name from the Acme Packing Company. So, and they they were the ones that bought their uniforms and sponsored them. Oh. So, yeah, isn't that fun? Fun little factoid there. Except the Packers kept their name because catchy. Fun fact. Fun fact. Not really that fun, but I guess interesting. If you're a nerd. Um, the runner-up team, the Staley's, had a seven and one mark. Their lone loss was a, a thrilling seven to six Thanksgiving loss to Buffalo, the very same Buffalo All Americans. So, and of course, at this time, championships were were given to the team with the best record. Um, so, that's Buffalo. So, no, no, no problems. There shouldn't be any more problems, but there is. There is. Um, so of course, and as Topher puts his video thing on so I could see his lovely face, uh, Chicago player owner and nowadays legendary NFL owner, George Hallis was not very happy by this. He was very mad. Um, so I guess, I don't know if you hatched this scheme the whole time, but he said, all right, Hey, Buffalo, let's play a game in Chicago. Be played one day after Buffalo season finale against the Akron Pros. Um, the Buff- Buffalo owner Frank McNeil agreed on the stipulation that this was an exhibition game and did not count towards the standings. Hmm. And I'm telling you that for no particular reason because it will never come up ever again. Wink, wink. Ah, uh, yes, uh, foreshadowing. <laughs> the this game will not count at all. We'll see. <laughs> after. <laughs> I am so good at this. Uh, <laughs> after a rough but victorious effort from Buffalo against the pros, uh, they took an overnight train to face the Staley's, um, and then they promptly lost to them 10-7. to But it's an exhibition game, so who cares, right? It doesn't matter. We still got the championship, you know. Um, but Mr. Halas, George Halas, who has the NFC Championship trophy named after him, or the he was named after the trophy. Um, I'll you figure out which one is which. Uh, he sensed an opportunity, and he quickly scheduled two more games because at this time, remember, you could just schedule as many games as you wanted. So he just fuck it. There wasn't really much regulation going on. There was none. I mean, this, there was even less than than last week's episode, which was in the 30s. This is 1921. So there's. It's pretty much as rural as you can get in terms of football rules and stuff like that. Uh, so they played the two more games. They won one game and tied the second. So technically speaking, um, Buffalo and Chicago are now tied in the standings, but technically they weren't tied because the one game didn't count. But Halas, uh, he, he, he got to work. He began to assert that the NFL title was his and began to persuade the other owners to agree. Hmm. (laughs) He based his claim around the belief that the second game Chicago and Buffalo played was more important. Also, the combined score of both games was 16-14 to in Chicago's favor. Which, um... It's right, but it... it, it, it It was an exhibition game. Yeah, uh, they, Buffalo they owner Frank McNeil was probably flabbergasted at this point. He asserted that the game was exhibition and did not count as they agreed to. God damn it. It didn't count towards its official standings. 
Um, so the uh, league got in the very young uh, NFL and said, "All right, we're going to solve this issue in the dumbest way possible," as they've continued to do for the next 100 years up to this point. <laughs> the league, um, what they did was they installed this new tiebreaker, and it's very dumb, but I'll explain it to you. Uh, it stated that a rematch counts more than the first matchup. Which is <laughs> so like why even try to like like what's the point of even trying that hard in the first game if the set like there's no other it's just it that's just it your second game is more important but you have to agree to a rematch no you don't but if you happen to play a team twice in a season and that team beats you the second time that game's the more important game oh yeah I, for, I know about that for no other particular reason. It's just more. What's the point? Yeah, what's the point of the first game? What's What's the point of even trying in the first game? Like, like you know, divisions work nowadays where teams in divisions play each other twice. Um, that would just that would just throw the first. I would just treat the first matchup. I mean, I guess you still need to win regardless in the standings. But that's that's like that's fucked. That's <laughs> yeah, it's fucked. The ones. I mean, it probably. The thing is, George Halas had a lot of like. Pull, you know, I mean, he was he was um, one of the 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 he was owner of the the, the Bears at the time, the Staleys, Chicago. That was a big franchise, and they would only become bigger over the years. So he had a lot of pull within the NFL, I'm sure, which probably influenced that. And again, the league was like in its second year, basically. So there was still a lot of shit to work out. Um, so yeah, that's um. Buffalo gets screwed out of a title, and the Chicago Staleys were the 1921 NFL champions, even though it should have been Buffalo. And to this day, and Buffalo residents to this day, well, of course it's not fair, but this was the 1920s, and nothing was fair for anybody, really. This was post-World War I. You had uh, people doing the Charleston. You had, uh, you know... Prohibition was was coming around, and you had bootleggers, and you had, you know, you had uh, the uh, Roaring Twenties. Everybody was rich for the next eight years, and then things went to shit pretty quickly. You're pretty bootleg guy. Wow, really? And by that, I mean your prosthetic leg is just a big boot. January 17th, 1920 was when Prohibition was enacted. So by the time this game was going, Prohibition had already... So you couldn't even drink alcohol to drown your sorrows after getting screwed out of a championship. I mean, well, you could. Yeah, I mean, he's an owner of a... Of a he, probably had, he probably had the resources to do it, but he was being illegal, I guess. The rule did not uh, last that, ro- that last that long as... Um, in the 1930s, remember last week's episode, the first playoff game. That was basically when the rule was tossed out the window, um, which was a terrible rule. Really, I, I don't know. I, I still am just amazed at that. The second game counts more than the first game. But that's just too like clear talk for no reason. They, they really like, weren't. No reason. Yeah. There's so many points and factors that go into every game that the fact that that would be the final decision. Like, 
if there's a tie in any other way, there's other ways to decide it. It's not like who who won, like who won between them. I mean, it might make the second game more competitive, but I mean, that's yes, like even modern day, there there's so many levels. Nowadays, there's so many levels of tiebreakers. I, I mean, it would never ever ever come down to that, especially nowadays when divisional opponents play in every sport play each other multiple times a season and the very last game they played is the most important one. Hmm. So, of course, uh, Mick, Frank McNeil, the owner of the Buffalo All-Americans, spent the rest of his days demanding the decision be overturned, but it never was. And I kind of think it, I mean, I, I guess that there's no point now because the franchise itself doesn't exist anymore, but Chicago... No, they should they should fight for that right. I mean, he died in 1971 at age 61, but he only owned the team until 1923. So I guess it was just like the fact that he got swindled at that point that he was like, I I want this reverse because I was kind of made to look. He he got like played. He got played basically. And I'm sure he probably probably felt awful at the time, like a goddamn fiddle. Well, I mean, yeah, that's usually what's a fit. What a fiddle is like, it's goddamn. That's why the devil plays it. Oh wow! Wow, that is that's that is quite the connection and awful. Just like you, you are philosophical and awful. Uh, so the Buffalo All Americans uh, never. This was the thing that probably hurt if you were a Buffalo All American fan at the time. Uh, I don't know how many there could have been, but I'm sure there was a good amount. Uh, they never were that good again. Um, they they from 1918 1921 they were a very good team and they were competitive. And after that, uh, things just kind of took a turn for the worse. Um, they dissolved. They were barely at 500 for the rest of their existence until 1929 when they folded. As for the Bears, well, that was their first of nine titles, and only one Super Bowl, of course. That was well over 30 years ago. So maybe in a way right now the Bears are suffering for what they did to a franchise that no longer exists. And that's it. That's the story. Wow. It, it, it is kind of – there's a lot of these like early NFL where the championships were kind of swindled away from other teams and kind of like – there was just like, a lot more dirty like, dealings at the time. Yeah, exactly. It was more about like what – what the general believed instead of like, uh, you know, what was actually true and just. There was nothing like, there was nothing s- solid. There was just no, almost no like regulation. And, and then, like, even when there was a solid, like, hey, we're supposed, this isn't, this doesn't count. Like, I know, it did. So when you play like Smash Brothers and then you, <laughs> then you play. That you play for like, uh, uh, you know, like an easy game. So you make them play like a bad character, but then you're like, "This is legit," and you don't lose. And he's like, "What? Wait, no!" And then like, you just lose. Sure, sure, that's exactly. Yeah, that's not a good comparison (laughs) at all. But you know, this is this is this is my life. These are the comparisons I make and the analogies. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that that's just it's 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 fascinating. And there's so many like just little instances of of teams just just getting one over on the other and just 
owner. Uh, and that's kind of why you got to be a little bit thankful for the way things are today, even though owners still try to do things that, it, you know, they try to get past certain things. And we're still stuck with, with owners that are shitty and don't try to improve their teams. But at the very least, the league is now so old and, and established that, that stuff like this is a thing of the past. But, but it it kind it kind of goes with like, you know, teams at the time had more power. Like even for years, college football was more popular and more powerful than the NFL. You know, it took a while. Like, it, it, it was more considered like a casual like event. It wasn't on a big scale as it is. But and, and another thing, a lot of these guys at the time, these NFL players, they were all, they had part time jobs. Like they they weren't just full time football players. They yeah, you you'd work a job and then you'd go home to your your office job or your construction job. You know, like, like it wasn't back then. If you're like I'm an NFL player, like I'm sure they probably thought it was like neat, but like it was like oh whatever, you know, get back to work, start fucking build, putting that wall up, you know, dick for brains or whatever they said back in those days. You need, uh, I don't know what they said, but you bozo. Bozo, you, you, you slob, you, you lug, get over here. Wait, the, what did they the say in the Great Gatsby? Basically everything in the Great Gatsby is what, what was said here. Yeah. Even the, um, although sometimes you get great nicknames out of that. So, for example, the, the uh, Chuck McBedneric on the Eagles. One of the greatest Eagles players of all time. His jersey's retired. He's in the Hall of Fame. Blah blah blah. blah. He was he worked a concrete job after after you know he played for the Eagles and then he he go like mix concrete and all that and sell concrete. And he got the nickname Concrete Charlie, which is you know because he was also a lot. Yeah, he was a linebacker, so he would deliver concrete crushing hits. You know, so everybody thought he got that name because of like the way he played. It's no because he legit. Like sold concrete. <laughs> it's but it's legit because he made he made the ground you stand on. <laughs> uh, and they say he walks all over people, but you walk all over him. Well, his father. He also played I'm on both sides it. of the ball. He played linebacker and he played center. And double position. Tough. Double duty. Double duty. Double duty. Don't see that anymore. It's kind of it's funny. The concrete thing is actually sort of a sneak peek into next week's episode as we That's... dive into the history of a very yeah. famous Philadelphia. Is that a concrete it? Is that it's concrete. Is... I've already okay. got it planned out. It okay. is concrete. Uh, super concrete. You will not Ooh. believe how concrete. The best concrete. <laughs> Some oh. say maybe the best ever. <laughs> Uh, that's it. What'd you What'd you think? Any passing comments before we uh, wrap it up? Uh, no. I just wish I knew who Tantri Charlie was. He seems like he's like my my favorite character in the whole story. Well, he he was he played like about forty years after this story. No, he died uh, a couple years. Damn. Ago, he was very did they, old. Did they Did they put him in Tantri? Um, I guess I technically speaking, what Charlie would have wanted. I, I think. Like, technically, I mean, they do cover, they do put you in a concrete, like, uh, burial, like, when they bury you in the ground, they, they usually put you in, like, a concrete holding, which I think makes sure you don't, your bodily fluids and anything else doesn't leak into the, the water, so they put you in a concrete thing. It also protects against zombies, which is a good thing. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think he technically he did it. 
Unless he was cremated. I'm not really sure what they did with his body. But Dude, he, he seems... died 2015. He played in the 50s. He played from the 40s to the 60s. So quite a while after the story took place. But Dude, they they mixed them into the country. All country today has a small percentage of concrete Charlie. You think this was a pot? Maybe day. maybe I should make a pot about about concrete Charlie. He was a very <laughs> interesting man, <laughs> and an Eagles legend. But that is it for this week's episode. A little bit shorter than last week's, uh, but uh, because last week we, I'm trying not to get them over like 40 minutes long, 30 minutes. I mean, of course, yeah. That's I just how it goes sometimes. Much. Sometimes the, the people to gotta have the good pop. stories. They gotta have the good stories, man. Know your history, or be doomed to repeat it. What? So we'll be back uh, a week after next week uh, for a ne- new, brand new, spanking new episode. Halloween's coming up, so happy Halloween! Maybe I'll come up with a scary. Actually, yeah, next week's episode is pretty good. Halloween, re- not it's not Halloween related, but it has some some horror tales connected to it in a way. Yo, uh, you'll find out that's Charlie it. better buried somebody. He and then he, like he came back. There's a very famous hit that he played where he like fucking bulldozed the guy the guy on the Giants and like he crushed him. And uh <laughs> he almost died from it, but he didn't. And he went on to become a very famous NFL broadcaster. But aside from that, uh happy Halloween people. We'll be back uh, you know, like I said next episode, episode twelve will be up uh hopefully on time. Uh, check us out on our social medias uh, at Philosophy Pod on Twitter, Philosophy Pod on Facebook. We are on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Anchor, which is the new one. I think I got them all there. Uh, and of course, YouTube. You can share with your buddies. You can give us a nice rating, a nice comment if you liked it. If you didn't like it, you can still leave a comment. Just don't be mean. Uh, and that is, that's it. That's it. We'll see you next time. Salutations. Goodbye. Peace, love, and tranquility. Stay hydrated. Stay hydrated.